0: Welcome to Bible Insights, the podcast where ancient wisdom meets modern life, the Old Testament of the King James Version of the Bible, the first book of Moses, called Genesis, this passage from Genesis 6. 1, 22 describes the events leading up to the Great Flood and the construction of Noah's Ark. It begins with the rapid multiplication of humanity on earth and the intermarriage between the sons of God and the daughters of men, which some interpret as the intermingling of divine beings with humans, though interpretations vary widely among scholars. This period is noted for the emergence of giants and mighty men of renown indicating a time of extraordinary individuals, but also escalating wickedness among humans. God observes the corruption and wickedness that have taken over humanity and regrets having created mankind, feeling sorrow over their pervasive evil. This divine disappointment leads to the decision to wipe out all living creatures with a catastrophic flood, a decision from which only Noah and his family are spared. Noah is depicted as a righteous and blameless man who walks with God, distinguishing him from the corrupt society around him. God instructs Noah to build an ark of gopher wood, providing specific dimensions and features, including compartments, a window, and a door, designed to survive the impending deluge. Noah is also instructed to bring pairs of every living creature into the ark to preserve life on earth. The Ark, therefore, becomes a vessel of salvation for Noah, his family, and representatives of the animal kingdom. In a contemporary context, this narrative can be seen as a profound lesson on the consequences of widespread moral decay and the importance of righteousness. The story of Noah's Ark can be likened to modern efforts to preserve the environment and biodiversity against the backdrop of global challenges. Just as Noah's Ark was a refuge in the midst of destruction, modern conservation efforts aim to safeguard species and ecosystems from the irreversible impacts of climate change, habitat loss, and pollution. Noah's obedience and proactive measures, despite the presumably overwhelming task, can inspire individuals today to take meaningful action in the face of daunting global issues, emphasizing stewardship, responsibility, and the potential for renewal and survival against the odds. After revealing the layers of this powerful analogy, our next step is to delve deeply into the Scripture itself, to explore the breadth and depth of its message. And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, The same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood, room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch and this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be three hundred cubits, the breadth of it fifty cubits, and the height of it thirty cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above, and the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life, from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife, and thy sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing of all flesh, Two of every sort shalt thou bring into the ark, to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female. Of fowls after their kind, and of cattle after their kind, of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind, two of every sort shall come unto thee, to keep them alive. And take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah. According to all that God commanded him, so did he. Closing our chapter today, but the story continues. Until next time, this is Bible Insights, where ancient wisdom meets modern life.